Welcome to the Garden Podcast, a place where things can grow. I'm Nichelle. And I'm Shayna. And these are conversations from the couch that just happen to be recorded. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of The Garden, a place where things can grow. I'm Shayna. I'm Nichelle. And today we, before we get into our episode, <laughs> Michelle always switch it up on me. She'd be like, you can introduce me. I'm like, okay. Anyways, y'all need to listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple iTunes. That's where you can catch um, any episode every week. And you can follow us on our social media um, in between at the garden podcast on facebook and instagram so what are we talking about today i'm hey. i know what talking about, but i'm trying to figure out what angle you coming from on this topic y'all you know listen i don't think there's ever an angle that you can actually take with this conversation <laughs> so we're just gonna talk because <laughs> today we are discussing the parenting woes mm-hmm Yes. I'm glad you said woes because that's mostly (laughs) the woes of parenting. (sighs) Goodness. So one, I guess we should just share a little bit. We should give some context into parenting because you and I have very different journeys with and to parenting. And so we should give some context so that our listeners have a framework for what the heck we're talking about. How about that? Yeah. Good idea. So I'll go first. So, okay. I have been parenting for the last 19 years. I know some of Mm -hmm. y'all are probably like, how the hell have you been parenting for 19 years when you barely 19 yourself? Okay. Good question. (laughs) My parents had a total of six children together okay that's not entirely true they have a total of six children not all together four of us three of us share the same parents three other siblings are spread across different relationships and so Mm -hmm. my parents god bless them were drug addicts and crackheads don't make mm-hmm. wise decisions. Now, they weren't always crackheads. They stumbled into drugs and fell into a life of dealing and using. So by the time it all erupted, there was two crackheads, four kids. Well, when you're a, crack- <laughs> when you're a crackhead, sometimes you don't really prioritize your children, which is what happened to us. So our parents separated which was a blessing because the relationship had become very very abusive on all levels it was abusive between them it was abusive from them to us so it was good that they separated initially all the Mm -hmm. children went with my mother my dad was rolling and doing life on his own he then got diagnosed with um cancer and diabetes at the same time he had like four versions of cancer it was dramatizations my mom on the other hand still had her four kids but she's a crackhead and you know crackheads do crackhead things so there were times where we were left with her friends 
or perhaps with like random people, sometimes with family members, because she just couldn't overcome her illness. Um, And then eventually we ended up in a shelter at one point. And I remember very specifically, and I think I've shared this on air before, the number of memories that I have with my mother are very limited. I think I have about four, maybe five memories of her that I can recall. One of them being all of us being in the shelter and they pretty much told her, like, we know that you are using, you cannot be in this shelter using. So there is a curfew. You need to be back by this curfew and you need to be sober when you come back. She did not make it back. I remember being in the car, sitting in front of her friend's house, and I kept saying, like, Mom, we're not going to make it back. Like, it's, it was almost, I think, I can't remember what time we were supposed to be back, 7 or 8 o'clock. But I was like, we don't got much time. Like, are we going to make it back? And, you know, mamas are always like, mind your damn business. I'm the mama. You the child. So long story short, <laughs> we ain't make it back. We was never in the shelter after that. And I feel like it was just a rapid downfall into which my mom abandoned all of her children which then left me so I have two younger siblings at the time my youngest brother was three months old and then I had a um, I was nine and then I had a six-year-old brother then I had a 12-year-old brother my 12-year-old brother did what he could kind of fell into the streets well ain't no kind of he fell all the way into the streets actually um so then it ended up being me And my two younger siblings, we kind of rotated through some people's homes for a while. Um, And then eventually, my dad was able to... So mind you, this happened for a couple years. He was able to get through cancer, get a hold on his diabetes. He actually got clean. Crazy enough, he got clean. Um, And then he Mm -hmm. got the older brother that was 12 and he got the younger brother that was six, but he did not get me and the baby because my mom was like, you're not taking my daughter. You're not taking my baby. So she wanted us, but she didn't want like she, she wanted us, but she couldn't take care of us. Um, So, so eventually it ended up being me raising this newborn baby. And now this is, 19 years later, he'll be 20 in January. So it has been the most interesting parenting experience because I started parenting at nine. Um, Um, And that has been a really, so it's been, yeah, 19 years. So now I'm at the phase where I'm like, okay, I got a college student. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, he grown. I'm like, and now, you know, I'm at the place in my life where I should be just now being ready to have babies. And the whole time I'm like, right. do I want to go through this again? I done already done the diapers. I done already done. I remember like trying to teach him how to read and do basic math. I remember when popularity started being a thing in school. and Like now you want the more expensive shoes. And I remember like, Instead of you just being the average size child where we can get the normal size clothes, like you were a husky. So I remember like always having to sew patches <laughs> into your uniform. Like, I, and now I'm like, and now you in college and you driving me crazy because you failing classes. Uh, yeah, you didn't experience the whole, you got more experience than me. <laughs> parenting woes, parenting woes. But before we jump into them, Shayna, give us your journey. 
Okay, my journey has only been for a year and a half or 18 months. Um, me and my husband, we have our son, Ezra. So, um, yeah, he just turned 18 months at the beginning of May. Um, and he, we welcomed him. Um, we say he wasn't planned, but he was welcomed. Um, so like we knew we were ready to have kids, but so we didn't prevent it with any contraceptives. Um, but it was still like, uh, oh, oh, snaps. Like, oh, we really just got pregnant. <laughs> mm. So he was welcomed though. Um, and it's been interesting thus far. It's just, um, I mean, I already understand mom guilt I already like see how hard it is to like even you know prioritize or do simple things you know with a child that's small and stuff they command all of your attention so it just went from experiencing the no sleep um with a newborn and stuff to um even going into like how do me and my husband parent together how do we work as a team that's probably that was a big whoa at one point um but then fast forwarding to now um he's just like growing into toddlerhood Mm -hmm. so he is he's learning to talk he's he knows when he then went to the bathroom in that diaper Mm -hmm. um (laughs) So he needs to start potty training soon within the next few months. Um, so all these things, like he's reaching a lot of milestones right now. He got a mouthful of teeth already. Like <laughs> I don't think any more need to come in except maybe his molars in the back. So he got a mouthful of teeth. He eat like he fourteen. Mm. Um <laughs> So just him growing into a toddler, like it's just a lot packed into 18 months. Like they go, they're always changing. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure that doesn't stop. I feel like the changing slows down maybe. Oh no, ma'am. Get older. Oh no, 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 ma'am. Okay. Oh no, 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 ma'am. Okay. Well, this is just the rest of life. <laughs> The yes. Next 18. Yes. Yes. I mean, and past 18 because yes. you you never stop being a parent. You yes. never stop. Because so. let me tell you, this is this is what I have discovered about change. Mm-hmm. When they're your son's age up until about 6 or 7, their change mm-hmm. is largely affected by authority and parenting structures they're so okay they're so influenced by us like I even look at my partner and his son his son just wants to do everything that his dad does if his dad washes a car his son wants to wash a car if his dad eats apple pie he wants to eat apple pie if his dad like plays a video game he mm-hmm. wants to play video games like that is where their source of change comes like they're just like oh like all mm-hmm. things parent all things provider Right. So you can still look at them and kind of shape them and kind of hopefully encourage them to be a certain type of child. But once they get around other kids, 
that are like opinionated and that have seen some things and been through some things. So like once they're actually making sense of what's going on in school and what's going on, especially on social media, girl, the change is like every 30 minutes. I feel like it's like, you can't get used to them. It's just so (laughs) rapid all the time. And one example that I have is like my, I have a cousin and their family is Catholic and they've been Catholic through and through. Now, my uncle's um, father was Muslim, but he married, but my uncle married a woman who practices Catholicism. So their family has just been Catholic all, all their lives, right? Girl, he okay. then came to college. He'd been in college for two semesters and now the boy is a Muslim. And his mom went through the roof, through the roof. She like tried to cut him off and was like, what are you talking? Give me the car. I'm cutting you off the insurance. I'm not paying your phone. But she was like, all of this is shutting down because she was like, how the heck did you get to college? And now all of a sudden you're a Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. That type yeah. of change. I'm like, it, it just, it like that. I feel like those are the things that are constantly happening. You know, I feel like with boys, now I don't have experience raising girls. And one thing I will say is I've always heard that boys are easier to raise than girls. And I will say, like, it was hard raising Luan, but it wasn't hard because he was hard. It was hard because life was hard. But I feel like... It was hard because he was young, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, life was just hard. But but I do mm-hmm. feel like boys, once they get, once they get a little hair on their balls... Once they start smelling themselves, <laughs> it gets real interesting real quick. I'm telling you, they start saying stuff that you like. Now, who you talking to? Like, you be, you really be ready to kill them because the change, like the change, Shana, it just keeps happening. So it's not going to slow down. It's just going to start to look very different. Like you're gonna go from one day feeling like this is the cutest little baby. Like I just want to snuggle up. Oh no! To you being like. <laughs> Go get a switch. Actually, go get three <laughs> switches. We about to braid them. Today you're gonna be looking like I'm about to I'm about to punch you in your chest. Like like it's gonna just keep happening. You know oh what I'm saying? And then God. and then the Bible got the nerve to say that men will leave their parents to go form their own family, right? Okay, I understand that that's a mm-hmm. biblical practice, but what it don't explain to you is that that's not just like a physical action. That's also a mindset. Men start to break off from that idea of like being formed and influenced by parenting structures and they start to try to shape their own way. And so I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I I can see Lawan trying to do this in many ways. So I... Mm-hmm. Um, I am cautious of it, but I'm like, this is what the Bible warns us about. It doesn't necessarily say it in this way, but I'm like, this is what they're talking about. They do start to break off. So I'm sorry to have to rain on your parade, girl, but them changes is not going to stop. Oh, you rained all the way. <laughs> they just going to look different. They going to look different. That's fine. I'm going to have to. That's fine. I'm going to go to. After we get off this episode, I'm going to go have my moment. Because <laughs> has... I'm saying it's fine, but I'm like, okay, I don't believe it yet. It, I mean, it really, it really does. I still remember, like, being able to, 
I, I remember when Lawan stopped letting me kiss him in public. It was the hardest mm-hmm. thing because I'm like, how <laughs> dare you? I gave up my childhood to raise you. And I think he had to be around like 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, how dare you say I cannot kiss that face when I use, oh, you know how like mamas, we lick our thumb when they got some crusty crust someplace and we wipe it. <laughs> The first yes. time he told me no. Yes, I didn't think I was going to do Girl, that. I did it. Do it all, it's so convenient. <laughs> it's like, how? Got it, right? <laughs> right. When he told me no, I was like, how dare you tell me I can't put my slobber on your face? So it's really, it's really, it's been, it's been, it, it changes, Shayna. It changes, and it's hard to process through that change. And the other thing that I think about, you know, um, in many ways, I feel like I've been a single parent, although we've had um, people in our life, and like eventually, like our 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 dad kind of came back into our lives, but it was in a very, um, it was a very challenging partnership that we had in raising the younger siblings, but I'll also think about too, like daddies raise their sons different than their, their sons and their daughters, but daddies raise their children different. And I think about some of the things that, you know, mm-hmm. s- some of the emotional labor that I had to put into raising Lawan to try to make sure that he was sensitive and like aware of his feelings and that he was accepting of people. I think about that and I think about how different that is than what his dad was trying to do. And so even that, the woes of like being a mom, mothering, parenting is one thing, but then mothering is a whole mm-hmm. different beast. Yeah. So tell I me, agree. what's one of the most rewarding things you have experienced as a mother? Mm. I just, I'm in awe of Ezra, like, pretty, like, almost every day, I can just, I'll just be staring at him, and he'll just be bopping around, playing, or (laughs) interacting with me in some way, and I find myself staring at him, like, you are one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life, like, watching him learn, watching him take information, watching him think the simplest thing is so funny or so interesting and just take that in and be satisfied with that and find joy in that um in those simple things like I just love watching him take all that stuff in um and grow and like interact with the world and stuff so I think that's been the biggest joy for me um of course, I love the snuggles and stuff like that, but I mean, all that other stuff is it come with a lot of hard. You stuff also too. gave birth to an adult, um, though, because Ezra has been grown since he's been born. Like that boy been <laughs> reading us for filth since he could first lay eyes on us. 
Look, the eyebrows. That that he got that look right up in between his nose and that top lip that you can just tell when he ain't happy. I'm like, and he he got it honest too because I have RBF and Ernell has the eyebrows, so (laughs) it's he got it for both of us. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yes, I love watching him react to stuff it's so funny oh, the joys um you definitely yes you said a lot of woes but what's been one of your biggest joys um you, especially since Luan is older you know it it was two prong prior to this weekend um at first it mm-hmm. was I had the joy of seeing just how good of a kid he was and like knowing how we grew up and like those early, early years of his life were filled with so much trauma that he has no knowledge of is a blessing. Um, It is Mm -hmm. such a blessing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Lord, thank you for protecting him from that. You know, my mom was pregnant with him. She uh, heavily was on drugs. They pretty much, they did a, um, I can't remember what that freaking exam is called, but they pretty much did an exam and they told her like, you know, your baby is going to have, some mental defects like you used excessively you know um and so I remember just like we were all worried like okay like there's gonna be something wrong with him and girl that baby came up out of that body and was like hello world what's up been here done this bet y'all thought I was gonna have a problem and I ain't got not one you know and I remember even when when he was about maybe like five or six he started having like seizures and his seizures would present as him being unconscious and so you know I started to think like okay this is catching up with him now like you know this is going to be a new phase that we have to enter into you know um her her substance abuse but to be honest girl he grew out of that and to just see him walking around Mm -hmm. so healthy so talented so nice so sweet like I know kids that have his story of life and they are like in the streets and they are hardened people and he is not like that at all he's a freaking lover boy like he just is like I mean he's so Mm -hmm. dang on emotional and just like gentle and tender I'm like my god sometimes that's a blessing sometimes it's annoying but um that has Mm -hmm. been the greatest thing to just like see him emerge in such a healthy way and then the other thing, and this is why I say prior to this weekend, the other thing was just like seeing him in college now and him attending the same college and living in the same residence hall that I lived in when I went through college, knowing that we started off like sleeping in cars together and we were in homeless shelters together. Now here we are at the same um, institution of higher education. Like that has been really, really rewarding. That has been probably mm-hmm. one of the greatest um miracles it's a miracle to me that we that we're where we are right now like I work at the institution he is a student at the institution and came to the institution on a full ride but that brings me to why he almost (laughs) got killed the other day he almost got flat out Mm. murdered up in this house because this boy what happened did not do well in his academics last semester and the reason why I'm mad mm-hmm. is because it wasn't that the classes were hard. It wasn't that he was studying something that he's not interested in. 
It wasn't that the school blew up and accidentally put bad grades on his transcript. This fool ain't doing well in class because of an ex-girlfriend. Oh. And as a parent, mm-hmm. yes. the first semester that, because this has happened twice now, Shayna. The first semester, I was like, okay, I was pissed. But I'm like, that's just one semester. You got seven more to recover. I coached him through like healing and like these are some of the decisions that you need to make for yourself and like you need to let this go. And like I try to give him so much wisdom and so many tips. And then literally the second semester, he performs worse than the first semester. And when I asked him, what the hell were you doing? You know what he said to me? He said, well, that's what? the problem. Oh my God, I scared. wasn't doing nothing. And I about took every last one of his organs oh right out of his body. If he would have been standing oh in front of me, I promise you, I would have picked up a pot or a skillet and I would have just flung it. Like I wanted to lose my mind because for me, I'm thinking about all of the sacrifices that we make for our children. Mm-hmm. And how their Mm -hmm. mistakes come back on us. So now he's lost scholarships. Now he, you know, Mm -hmm. is in a very tough position in which now I'm going to have to pay out of pocket for him to go to school when he came to school on a full ride. So that's why I'm Mm -hmm. like, do I want to do this again? Oh, Yeah. That makes sense. I was about to try Mm-mm. to defend him. No, you're not. Him. No, you're not. <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay, this is not, this is not, this is just a question. <laughs> but he already told on himself and he ain't say nothing about this. But was it hard to transition to like online classes because of um, COVID 19? No. Was that part no? Of it? Or- <laughs> Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Mystery, Mystery solved, solved because he he already said first he off he moved into my guest bedroom. Okay, and it's plenty spacious. I went and mm-hmm. brought him a desk when he started. It's a printer up in there. He had all the resources. Right. Much nicer much than ni- a dorm room. Much nicer. Much mm-hmm. nicer. And they didn't send him up in mm-hmm. this house with no meal points. So guess who was buying his food? <laughs> they ain't paying the bills up in here. So when that electric bill doubled and when that water bill tripled, guess who was paying these bills? Mm-hmm. And I went out to him for not near one penny. So no, I don't give him no pass on that because the reality is he yeah. says that he was unmotivated because he was depressed. Now, now I ain't going to make this a mental health episode because I, I, I don't, that's not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, I understand depression. What I do not believe in is letting hurt feelings because of a relationship impact your livelihood. Mm-hmm. You just threw away thousands of dollars. You you let this this girl, you let this girl rob you, rob you of scholarships all for me to turn around right now and he dating a whole new little girl 
Oh, so that for mm-hmm. me, now I'm not trying yeah. to measure his mental health or mental wellness. I'm not trying to do that. But I feel like there's what these young kids have to have to be able to discern is that there's a difference between actually struggling with depression and then just going through a broken heart. Broken hearts, they hurt. They're really ugly. They're really sad. But mm-hmm. you can continue at least doing the basic things that you need to do to set yourself up to be successful because now guess who has to come up with fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 for you to go to school? Me. So mm-hmm. I think about, I think about that mm-hmm. as in parenting, right? It's like, you get so fed. It's, it's like, you get so fed up that you're just like, I want to cut them off. I want to send them out into the world to do their own things and to make their own mistakes and to figure it out. But then you also, I think for me, I'm looking at this young black boy who has no education, And if I don't help him get an education, the world will see him as a young black boy from urban Indianapolis with no education. They will see him that way. They will treat Mm -hmm. him that way. That is the way he will experience this world. And he's not um, necessarily the type to just get up and be like, you know what, I'll work a 12 hour shift. I'll do some hard manual labor. He's not necessarily that person. He wants to be able to go to hoop sessions. He wants to be able to hang out. He wants to be able to have fun. He likes to spend money and buy shoes and all these things. And I'll I'll be trying to tell him, I'm like, listen, get you some form of an education. I don't care if it's a two-year associate's degree that's attached to a skill. You need to get something so that you have something to go out into this world with other than your name. Because that's not always going to be enough. Um, So that's our new parenting Mm -hmm woes me trying not to snatch the organs out of his body <laughs> i'm learning from you i did learn a lot to taking this in yeah you got way more experience way more the experience. only thing i will say though is <laughs> what makes me sad about going through this experience is that I now don't really have a desire on my own to do this again for my own kids. Now, I know that my partner wants more kids, so I'm open to doing this because he wants more kids and I want to be happy with him in our marriage. So I don't want to deprive him of that. But as far as like me and myself, I have no desire to be pregnant and to do this all over again no desire none Mm -hmm. so be ready for me to be dropping a baby off on your porch is what i'm saying oh Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) he they can have a lot of cousins they gonna have cousins Mm -hmm. to play with Mm -hmm. come on so that's fine As long as this may be oh, like no, no, once no, a week or something. Dropping like the baby that. off on day 15. Mm. I'll pick the baby up you at year sleep. 11. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get a rotation. Get a rotation Mm-mm. of all Mm-mm. your friends. <laughs> right, right, right to Shana's house. You and Ezra, y'all can y'all can deal. I know Arnell ain't even going to look at me. He's going to be like, girl, I ain't mm-hmm. talking to you. Like, that, that baby ain't even here. <laughs> But you know, you and Ezra, y'all be good. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> I asked Ezra. So break. funny. Well, thank you for joining me on this call. Do you have any tips for parents as they work through this COVID 19 time with their babies or with their children? I knew you were going to say that. 
um, or ask that. I would just say, um, one, parents, just from what I've seen and heard and knowing myself already, parents are very hard on themselves. Um, um, it's good to check yourself, but also just give yourself some grace and have some patience with yourself, um, especially during a time like this where people's worlds and routines are yeah. turned totally mm-hmm. upside down. Um, so have patience with yourself. Um, your kids are experiencing the change just like you are. So, of course, they're going through a lot. You're going through a lot having to figure things out um how to do things differently and still make everything work so have patience with yourself even if even if you feel like well it's the end of it now and we never got it right that's okay like (laughs) it's okay and as we go into this new life we don't know what it's about to look like or how we gonna be operating and you still don't know what's going on with school and will work have patience with yourself and because kids don't care about all that stuff like I know we care and it's a reason like but kids just need your love they just need your love and that's all they want and that's really all that matters so have patience with yourself and just love on your kids the best way that you can and it's gonna be okay and on that note we are going to wrap up this episode because I ain't got no advice for y'all. I'm just trying not to snatch them organs. I was just so not- <laughs> I ain't got no advice. That's okay. You <laughs> you gave your advice throughout your story. I have no I advice. It. I don't know what to tell y'all because I'm barely making it. Okay. Like for real. Like y'all might see me on CNN next week. I don't know. So we just gonna lean on Shayna's <laughs> advice and we're gonna pray our way. But in the garden, we are trying to parent the best way that we can. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will catch y'all next week. <laughs>